Hey, good day, everybody. Welcome to The Deal Scout. On today's show, we're going to have a conversation with a guy who's going to talk to us about a few things that I thought was really interesting and I wanted to learn myself. One is how to create a charity champion. Like I was like, what the heck does that mean? Because I do a lot of work in, in charity. But then the second one that I think could help all of us deal makers, the art of the ask. I was like, oh, man, that guy's going to get to the front of the table. I want to have a chat with him. Brandon, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Josh. Appreciate you having me. Yeah. All right. So, Brandon, who are you? <laughs> okay, there's a big question. Uh, from a, a personal standpoint, married uh, for 26 years, have three kids. My uh, oldest actually works for me full time. And you know what? I became a single dad in my 20s. And now full circle, he actually works for our company. So uh, the company is HOA.com. I'm an author, speaker, trainer. I help people help people and really focus on building their business by doing good and creating partnerships that last. Wow. Now, when I hear HOA, I'm immediately going to Homeowners Association. Right. Is, that the, is that the industry you're in? It is. And we're on a mission to revolutionize HOAs. It's not how we started, but it's where we're at. We okay. started as the Homeowner Alliance on a mission to connect homeowners to professionals they could trust. And we realized thehomeowneralliance.com was too long of a, do a domain. So we went out there and were able to acquire HOA.com. And ever since we've been on a mission to transform and revolutionize homeowner associations. How long have you had that domain? That is a very valuable domain. It, it is. Thank you. Yeah, it's been almost three years now. Okay. Could you talk to us about the details of the acquisition because of the domain? Yeah. I'm a domain investor. Yeah. There's a lot of entrepreneurs like me that have to have a spreadsheet of how many domains they own. How did right. you get that one? Yeah, you know, great story. My partner and I were sitting around one day. We were talking about thehomeowneralliance.com. And I'm like, that domain is too long to fit on the side of the bus. If we could wave our magic wand and have any domain on the planet, what would it be? Homeowner Alliance, HOA. So I went to HOA.com. There was an existing website there, clearly, but I reached out to the owner and we started a negotiation. And I basically started by asking him about his current monetization of the domain and his plans for the future. I became a client of the service that he was offering, which at that point was vanity email addresses. So I licensed Brandon at HOA.com. And after I was able to do that, I said, you know, something tells me if Brandon at HOA.com was available, you're probably not licensing as many of these as you had hoped. What if we could? And then I share, shared with him what we were doing at the Homeowner Alliance. And that got us into a conversation, which led to a negotiation and then an acquisition of the domain. Yeah. What a great way. If you want someone's attention buy their stuff, right? Right. Because then you're a customer and then they have to pay attention to you. hundred percent. That's exactly what I did. And it was 20 bucks a year. And at that point I had to get him on the phone. I said, I need a little customer support here. Can you walk me through this? Now we're in a one-on-one -on -one conversation and he didn't have a team. So absolutely buy their stuff. Vote with your dollars. Ah, if nothing else today, that is gold of, of this because you can try all day long calling for something, but man, if, if there's a, a low price all like thing, think about it. How much would you spend right now to, to talk with your ideal customer for 20, 30 minutes? I'd pay a lot of money, right? If you look at all my ads or all the things that I've spent and here you paid 20 bucks, which led to the acquisition of HOA.com.
Brilliant job, Brandon. Great deal maker right there. That's a good deal maker story. Well, and I actually learned that from my previous company. I was the president of refer.com and my business partner went and acquired that domain. We we came together, merged our two technology companies, and he was able to acquire that domain. So I was able to learn from that mentorship. And really anything is possible when you're not afraid to ask. Yeah, when you're not afraid to ask. Mm. So this is how we kind of start. So I'm afraid to ask sometimes, right? Because you're like, I, I fear rejection. I do. Right. I'm a dude. I'm, I'm I'm pretty good at what I do, but like that's still that's still in my head. And then how do I do that where I'm not offending? Blah blah blah. Right. So talk, walk us through not afraid to ask. Yeah. Well, so my mentor is Mark Victor Hansen. His latest book is called "Ask: The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destinies," and he's been mentoring me for almost 20 years now. And he taught me what I now kind of build into the art of the ask, but he says, look, if you want more out of life, ask for what you want and don't be afraid because most people are in their heads worried what the other person is going to say. So we created the art of the ask, which helps you feel totally comfortable and them feel comfortable at the same time. And there's basically three steps. You want to start by setting the stage Then you're going to listen for the referral triggers. That's step two. And step three is to ASK to GET. So let's unpack that real quick, Josh. Step one, setting the stage. When you first win a new client, before you let them out of your office or off of your Zoom, just say, hey, before I let you go, would it be okay if I ask you for a favor? They'll all say either yes or maybe tell me more right? Then what you want to do is say, listen, I get most of my business by referral and I love helping clients like you get this kind of result, whatever your result is that your product or service delivers. Yeah. And I'm so committed to wowing you that once I do, I'd like the permission to ask you for a referral at a later date. Would that be okay? Now, you're going to get 100% of people that say yes to this because you're not asking them for referrals now. You're saying, I'm going to do a great job. And when I do, I'd like to earn the right to ask for referrals later. What's cool is sometimes you get referrals on the spot because they're like, you know what, Josh? I actually have somebody that needs you right now. Okay, But that's setting the stage. Isn't that cool, Josh? Yeah. So this has happened to me before, right? Like you're I do a, you know, someone does a sales presentation and I'm like, yeah, there's so much pain that I'm going through that I'll pay. And then they go, Hey, could you open up your phone right now? And I'm like, Oh my God, you're going to Amway me. And they're like, could you give me like five of your friends? And I'm like, get out of here. (laughs) Go get right. I love the way you do that. Would you be open to, if I wow you with customer service and would you be open to me asking for a referral later on? Yeah, I'd like to earn the right to ask you for a referral. I'm not going to ask it until I've earned it, right? So you're also planting seeds. Now they're thinking about it throughout the entire service cycle. And now you're into step two, listening for the referral triggers. And a referral trigger could be something you're, you're, you want them to say, wow, this is awesome. This is amazing. They'll also say, thank you, Josh, thank you so much. This has made a big difference. It's helped me look great, feel great, save money, save time, whatever that result is of your product and service. And once you hear that, that's when you ask them for a referral. That's when you ASK to GET. And usually it starts like, Josh, I'm so glad that you feel that way, that you just said that. 
Remember when we first started working with you, I told you we were going to just wow you with our service. Well, now that you've experienced it for yourself, we want to help more people. And the real key here, Josh, is it's about serving, not selling. Stay in that heart space, that energetic vibration of service. And it's not about what you can get out of it. It's about what you can give them. And you're really empowering them so that you're the solution to the people in their life's challenges. Yeah. Before we hit record, I said, are there any questions that I can't ask? And you're like, no, Josh, ask away. And I'm not trying to, uh, not trying to get too deep in this if you don't want to. Energetic vibrations. I believe in energy and I believe that we all give this off. And I believe that I only work with people that I like, right? So if I don't like them, I'm not I'm just not gonna work with them. I don't need the money that bad right now. That's right. There's times in my life where I did and I would do anything, right? Like well, I've been there. <laughs> woo-woo. Is it woo-woo? Like talk to us about this. Energetic vibrations, working with people with energy. Like, what is your thoughts on this, man? Yeah, I mean, my thought is sure it's woo-woo, and and there's so much evidence, proof, and science behind it yeah. that I'm convinced it's real. And it's it's in my mind, in my experience, it's how God works, right? So it's the magic of asking for what you want, focusing your energy on the highest vibration possible, and your vibe attracts your tribe. Sure. And I found that to be so true. And so sometimes I won't vibe with somebody. And just like you, I'm like, you know, you're not my people. And that's okay. Yeah. It's not about quantity. It's about the quality of the people that you surround yourself with and that you do life with. And some of you that are listening right now, you need to let some people go from your life because they lessen your experience. And so you want to attract and surround yourself with people that raise your vibe and make you feel great all the time. Yeah. Like that, uh, my daughter, I have three kids, 10, six, and three. My daughters grew up listening to Frozen. Let it go, right? Sometimes yeah. it's good to let people go. It is. Yeah. As a deal maker, and as a, you, you have a company and you serve tons of people, right? Throughout the yep. businesses, how many people, if you had to compile them all from all the businesses that you've created, built, sold, and you compiled all the people you've served, how many would you say over the years? Well, we had over 5 million members in refer.com, so millions. Yeah. We were in 195 countries from Antarctica to Zimbabwe, A to Z. And, you know, when I look at our database, I'm like, how are people, in Antarctica on this referral platform. What are they selling? Snowshoes? Yeah. <laughs> so cool. So 5 million people, that, millions, millions and millions and millions yeah. that you've served over the years. There's people who get into your inner circle and then there's people who don't, but there's sometimes they get into your inner circle and they need to be evicted. What is some, as a deal maker, as a leader, a biz, uh, you know, an industry leader, what's some things that you could talk to us deal makers and entrepreneurs and investors about how to evict someone out of your inner circle in a way that's fits up with the kind of guy you want to be? Yeah, well, first of all, I would suggest that you sort of invite people in on a trial basis. Like we just hired a new team member on Monday and she understands that this is a 90 day trial, right? We're not hiring her forever. We're hiring her for now. It's our desire that she'll be a great fit. She'll be a, a massive contributor to the company and that we'll keep her with us for years to come. But that remains to be proven. And, you know, trust has to be earned. I always want to trust, but verify. 
And so in my experience, you just have to be upfront with people and let them know, you know, what's going on and they appreciate the honesty. So you just need to address whatever issues are there. If there's something that's holding you back, don't be afraid. In fact, be courageous enough to have the crucial conversation that's going to move you forward, both personally and professionally. And what you'll find is the more proactive you are, in those conversations, the more that all the stuff, the energetic drag just washes away. And now you're soaring and flying and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. There's something so true to this. Uh, be courageous to have the crucial conversations. A lot of times we're like, oh, I'll just avoid that person at church. Like, hey, Bob, oh, I'll see you, man. You know, like whatever the case may be, uh, because we bump into each other and, you know, we don't want to offend or Nick or whatever, you know, like throughout this, but with everything that you let go, there's an emotional and an energetic drag. And I believe that there is this energy that we exude to this world. And, you know, like my buddy just texted me today. He goes, Hey Josh, how's it going? This was a badass special force guy. And I told him, man, I got my feelings hurt today. And it kind of oh. sucks. I'm learning how to process that. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man. And we started chatting with a special force. This guy's, and we're talking about feelings. So like, there's, if, if a special force guy could feel it, this guy who's 42 years old and does deals in podcasting could feel it too. Back to you, Brandon. Um, I stood up on a soap, soapbox there for a minute. As you're, oh, <laughs> as, you're, as you're building HOA, so you acquire HOA, what a great domain name. Holy moly, I'd love that. You could teach a course right there in, uh, in, in that, in branding. But you, you do this. What's the vision for HOA as a deal maker? Well, the vision is to really create the marketplace and the ecosystem for homeowners. Um, there's really three different client avatars in this platform that we're building. It's all focused on the homeowner. There's They come first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And what's amazing, you'll appreciate this, Josh, when it comes to homeowner associations, there are over 370,000 of them in the U.S. And 53% of all Americans who own a home live in an HOA. But most don't love their HOA. And Josh, I ask people all the time, what's the number one brand that you think of when it comes to homeowner associations? I only get two answers. Do you want to take a guess? I, I have no clue. That's number one is <laughs> I don't know. You got it. Family feud. Ding, 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 yeah. ding. Number two is there isn't any. And the point is, it's this massive section of America and there's no brand leader. So that's what we're building. And we're building it from the standpoint of really revolutionizing the industry. We want to bring integrity, transparency, and accountability to the homeowner association industry. And so we're going to unite and unify the HOAs, but we're champions for homeowners. So for us, it's all about how do we add value to the homeowners? We do that by elevating the performance of the HOAs. And so we have a whole property management business unit that we're building to support and increase the way that HOAs support and serve their homeowners. But to the homeowners directly, we're creating a platform that's like Nextdoor, meets Angie's List, meets Zillow. And we want to be kind of the AAA for your home, right? So it, we're creating community pages online for every neighborhood in America so that those homeowners can connect with each other and then also with professionals that serve them. We, instead of Angie's List, we think it should be Josh's List. You should have your list of all the pros that you know, like, and trust 
in one location, one mobile app, so that whenever you need anything for your home, you know where to go to find a pro. So that's what we're building. Pretty cool. Josh's list trademarked right now. Here we go. We'll <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bat against Angie. I can take her. All right. So you got three client avatars. We got the homeowners. That's right. What were the other two? HOAs? Homeowner associations. Yep. And then the third are the professionals who serve them. And so that's how we monetize. It's a referral network. So pros who serve homeowners become a member of HOA.com. We do background checks. We verify, verify them. And then they become a certified pro. And then they license the communities that they want to be connected to. And then they become the exclusive realtor, insurance agent, painter, plumber, what have you for that neighborhood. And then we do live events. So we actually have community events cool. that we help the neighborhoods put on, whether it's an ice cream social or a barbecue or one of our other 42 community events. We help people get together and get to know their neighbors. Do you think that this will play any space in like multifamily apartment buildings and such like that? Because I don't know if they, you know, condos will have an HOA, but most apartment buildings don't, right? Like, will it connect there or am I missing something? No, I think there's a, a different level, a different version of it. It's not exactly what, it's not the center of the bullseye, as I like to say. Yeah. It's an outer ring. I think there can be more community uh, in apartment buildings specifically, but those tenants tend to be a little more transitory where once you buy a house, you kind of start putting down roots. And oftentimes you build your family there and you raise your kids there. And that's what we want to do is create a connected community where people get to know their neighbors. The kids can feel safe playing in the street and everybody is there, you know, building and doing life together. Yeah. What do we do about that person who's been on the HOA board for 73 years and who's just a grouch. How, how are we going to revolutionize that position? You know, I'd say, quite frankly, when it comes to an HOA board, it's not much different than a school board. If you want to make a difference, you got to stand up and sign up and you got to show up. So my wife is on our board here in Phoenix, Arizona, where I live. And she just did that this year. She said, you know what? We've got $400,000 sitting in here in this HOA budget, and yet nothing has been done to kind of refresh this home that we built 10 years ago. The neighborhood is about 10 years old, and it's time for some new stuff. And so she got on the board, and she had some people that were a little resistant to making the improvements because they have to take the money out of the bank account and mm -hmm. actually spend it for the benefit of the community. But that's what it's there for. Yeah. So. If you want to make a difference, you got to stand up and join. And then the, the reality is a lot of HOA boards are only like five people. So if you want to change everything, if you and two buddies join the board, now all of a sudden you're in a majority position. Yeah. So again, stand up and enlist your buddies and go do it together for the benefit of everyone. Sure. Absolutely. On average, right? You said there is... 370,000 HOAs. Right. What would you say is the, you know, the larger HOAs? Like how many, how many homes, how many doors? There are some very large plan, like master plan developments where you'll get 1,500, 2,500 homes oh, yeah. in a, in a development, but that's, that's rare. I'd say 82% of all new housing developments are run by HOAs. 
The developer is the one that selects the HOA before the homes are built. So, you know, the reality is I'd say on average, and, and we're calculating this data as we speak, but the average size is less than 200 homes. Okay, copy that. I want to have 10 acres of land and have my own HOA. It'll be an HOA of one and I'm on the board. I get to make okay. a decision, right? That, that's, that's where I'm going. But like I, I've lived in areas and we've built, you know, communities and such like that. And, you know, like I love the vision of what you're doing where having an HOA where it's not like, oh, here's an HOA, but it's just like, hey, how could this HOA benefit the community? That's right. Events. Let's 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 create a list of like trusted people. We're going to do background checks on these people. Make sure that they have maybe licensure, insurance, yep. right? Right, because that's pretty important. Exactly. Oh, good job, Brandon. Good job. Yeah, and then we do a concierge service too. If somebody's moving, we'll take care of everything for them. We'll do their change of address, set up their utilities, internet, cable, get them quotes on insurance and security and everything else that you need when you move into a new home. So it's a totally free service. And we actually give it to our pros to give to their clients so that we can help people help people. You're a referral expert, right? Like that's probably you learned that from referred.com, right? But helping them now they're delivering, you know, this message. Hey, by the way, welcome to the neighborhood. Here's a change of address. My name's Josh and I paint houses. Um, I own Josh's list on the side, right? So really cool idea. I like that. Uh, Brandon, here you go. You got, you got this thing going. Um, how long have you been doing this? And like, give me an idea of the level of some level of success or metric that you say we've accomplished since launch. Yeah, uh, there's a number of them. Like right now we're creating a portfolio of partnerships for a January 25th launch. We've been in pre-launch beta piloting this in Phoenix and Denver and a few other smaller markets. And now we're getting ready to take this nationwide. I was just at the National Association of Realtors convention a month ago. And there were, you know, two companies, real estate companies that I went and spoke with. And now both of them want to move forward and launch this to all of their realtors nationwide. So that's the kind of response that we're getting. Yeah. And we've created some massive partnerships all together. Our partnerships that we have in place represent over 10 million Americans. So as we take this to market at the end of January, uh, things are going to get a lot of really fun, really fast. Yeah. But ultimately, it's about the impact that we make. That's what we care about most. The income will follow the impact. The more communities that we make a difference in, the more money the company will make. I'm so sure of that. And I always tell people that I believe people will fall in love with HOA.com because of the impact events and campaigns. When people see the difference that we can make in a community, that's when it'll make a difference to them. How could you be so sure that income follows impact? I've seen a lot of poor pastors, right? Yep. Or, or nonprofits struggling financially. Like, how can you be so sure of this, Brandon? Well, I mean, it's been taught to me. It's been mentored to me. It's what's worked in my own life. And that's my personal mission. My, my scoreboard in life is to uplift, inspire, and empower every person on the planet. So that's just how I see life, the mission that I'm on, HOA.com is one way we're doing that. Um, another is Christian.com. You know, you talk about domains. I'm working with the CEO and we're building out Christian.com as an, a hub and an ecosystem for Christians. So uh, that's just my personal belief system. I've seen 
the rich rewards that come through impact. And, you know, we talked a little bit about charity champions at the beginning. I believe every business owner should be a charity champion. Quite frankly, every person should have a charity or cause that they're passionate about. But when it comes to business, consumers say 93% of consumers want to know the impact that your company is making in your community. So you need to lead with not just the value of your product, but the value of your organization. Holy moly, what another great domain, like Christian.com. Like talk about, you know, niches. You are, you're an expert in in niches and, you know, impact. Um, really good job, Brandon. So you're building this out. You, you know, you're working with the CEO to, to build out that organization. And when we talk about charity champions, what do you mean by that? Like charity champions, like I've got this group of cha- uh, charities that I'm going to bat for and I'm sending them tons of money. I've, you know, it's our family mission to try to give away a lot of money, but like, what's the charity champion? Yeah. So a charity champion is in our instance, what we're creating is a business owner that integrates their charity of choice into their marketing. It's called cause related marketing. We're building into the HOA.com pro profiles that charity champion so that whatever they're passionate about, they can share that with the world. And that becomes part of their marketing message. And we encourage people to share that story on social media, in their newsletters, within their team, uh, so that they can really build that loyalty and help people understand the mission behind the enterprise. Yeah. Interesting. There's, yeah, I'm 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 super curious in that, but we'll, I we've seen within the past three years where an organization pushes a cause or a belief, and it doesn't land right, right? Like in like, huh? think of like Bud Light for example, right? They yeah. had they they created some marketing, they did it, and it didn't land right. Yep, and, and their it, it affected their stock, their business, and Absolutely. such like that. Whether you believe in what they did or not. That's, that's not the purpose of this show, but you could see the effects of, of co- creating a belief system. That's not really a beer in what, you know, this thing had no correlation together and it really offended probably both sides of, of all the coins. So how do you know your cause? How do you connect your cause in your business without doing that? A really good question and important question, Josh, because the reality is cancel culture is real. And, you know, I know executives and entrepreneurs whose companies have been impacted by that because they took a public stance on one side of the aisle or the other, and it offended the the other side. You know, I don't do that. We don't do that as a company. I think when it comes to charity champions, you've got to you got to understand strategically the positioning of your enterprise and your company. And there are times when it's okay to be far left or far right. And that's the audience that you're attracting. And if you understand that, you know, that's really your market and you're going to serve them alienating the other side, then that's okay. I appreciated what Michael Jordan said back in the day, which is both Republicans and Democrats buy sneakers. Right. So I think it's important strategically to choose, but you also have to be true to who you are. You know, I mentioned Christian.com. There may be some people that are that don't align with that, that don't resonate and therefore don't want to do business with me. And guess what? 
I'm okay with that. That's okay. That's okay. So you do have to think about it strategically, but at the end of the day, you've got to be true to yourself and create a brand that is strategically aligned with charities that resonate with your perfect prospects and your client base. Yeah. Cancel culture is real. So when you're going to link arms with something, make sure it's worth it. Yeah. Right. Make, make sure that, Hey, I believe in this. I know it might repel something. Listen, I run a show called uncensored advice for men. So I'm, I get a lot of hate mail, right. Just from the title of the show. But I think, I think that this is so vital of, you know, like how, how to connect the two. So, um, Brandon, as you're, you're building this out, you've done, you know, served millions of people over the years and you're building this, like, you're having a really great launch coming up in January. You already have partners. You already have strategic relationships. Already have some brokerages like on board for this. What do you think, as a deal maker, will be your biggest challenge in, you know, 2024? Yeah, you know, our biggest challenge as an organization, quite frankly, is telling the brand story. Because just like you at the beginning. Everyone who hears HOA.com thanks homeowner associations. And so we have to help them understand how we're addressing HOAs Mm -hmm. and then how they fit in either as a homeowner or as a professional that serves homeowners. So our biggest challenge is just marketing and messaging. It takes people a little bit to wrap their minds around the totality of what we're building because nobody's ever done anything like this before, right? We're a tech platform with professionals in the real world that have real relationships and real conversations with people. And we're facilitating that process. And we're bringing live events to be. And the reason that live events are so important for us is that's where people connect. When you are that cataclysmic event where you bring people together and help them connect, that's where commerce gets created is when two people come together around an issue or a challenge, they they find a match in the market. And so live events are our key strategy of what we're doing. And again, that's where we believe people fall in love with us. But the challenge is going to be helping people understand the vision and the mission of what we're building. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. That that there will be an educational process there. And right. people see HOA and they're like, uh, and then they see and they go, ah, I get it. See the vision, yeah. see the mission. And I think we've got to bring in the Homeowner Alliance as a sub-brand. And that's actually the name of our company. But we're integrating that more and more into our copy and conversations so that people can align with that because the Homeowner Alliance is really uniting homeowners, right? Creating sort of a master association. And we've got a whole benefits package that we're going to give to homeowners as part of owning a home that they unlock access to all sorts of special stuff. So when it comes to deals, there's a lot coming. Yeah, super cool. You've created a guide for helping create referral relationships and and, and sharing those three steps and, and such like that. Why don't you give that a plug here? Because I think that'll be beneficial for a lot of people listening in. Yeah, you bet. So over my career, I, I did 12 years in the mortgage business and did over half a billion dollars in transactions by referral. And so I took everything that I had learned and I put it in my book, Raving Referrals. And this really teaches the art of the ask and, and the whole process of building relationships that lead to transactions. And 
here at HOA.com, we have the shortened version, which is the referral partner blueprint. This is like the Cliff Notes version, but this is really at the core of the book is it's about partnerships. If you want to attract more referrals, there's two main sources, your past clients and then complementary professionals and businesses that are serving your perfect prospects every day. So what we help people do is actually create those partnerships and we have an automated co-marketing engine so that when they become a trusted team on HOA.com, when somebody invites their referral partners onto HOA.com, we have a home safe report where you set it and you forget it it auto sends a valuation report based on the home value to the homeowners in their database. And the beauty is while I may have a, a thousand homeowners in my database that I'm marketing to on an automatic, automatic monthly basis, if I have 10 referral partners who also have a thousand people in their homeowner database, now that message is getting in front of 11,000. So it is a cooperative marketing campaign completely automated, set it and forget it. And we haven't seen anything else like that on the market. Yeah. Super cool. Where can people go to find that? HOA.com. And up at the top right, you'll see become a pro and you click that link. Right now you can get on our waiting list. And if you mention Josh's show, then we may give you some early access. Oh, cool. Um, Brandon, there's probably a question that I should have asked you that I screwed up. And you're like, Josh, you didn't ask me about this. What was that question? Yeah, there's not one that stands out. But Josh, what I would say is the most, sometimes people ask me like, what's the most important business lesson you ever learned, right? Yeah. And that's the importance of taking action. I know so many people that think about it and they spend time in analysis paralysis. And the more action that you take, the more results that you'll make. In fact, the law of attraction actually has the word action built into it. You can't attract if you don't act. So if you really want to create more results, be courageous, be bold, go out there and make the calls that intimidate you and success lies beyond that comfort zone. Yeah. Make the A-S-K to G-E-T, right? Got it. That's it. Awesome. Fellow dealmakers, as always, reach out and say thank you to our guests who come on the show, who share their mission, who share their deal. Uh, reach out and connect with them, especially if uh, if they could serve you or you could serve them. Uh, their contact information will be in the little show notes below. And if you have a deal that you're working on that you'd like to talk about here on the show, head on over to thedealscout.com, fill out a quick form, and maybe we'll get you on the show next. Here are some deals that we're currently looking for. We're looking for companies. Uh, one of our partners is looking for companies that are on the path to public, right? So you've, if you have any high growth companies, right? I really want to chat with you about that. Uh, companies that are public that need uh, maybe a private investment, would love to chat with you guys about that. And I'm going to stop talking and we'll see you all on the next episode. I love talking deals. See you guys.